0: Welcome to the Refine Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and I'm just so glad you're here. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface and to hold space for meaningful conversations. We're going to talk about life and love and basically everything in between. This is a place where done is better than perfect, where quality triumphs quantity, and where you can really just come as you are. So go ahead and leave that Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is freaking messy. Don't I know it, y'all. Now, not only are we going to be real, we're going to have fun too. Scout's honor. I promise you this. I will find any excuse to bring up Beyonce or the latest episode of The Bachelorette. So if you're a new friend, you are so welcome. And before we get started, pause and make sure you're subscribed to the Refine Collective Podcast on iTunes so that each week when a new episode drops, it'll download straight to those devices. And if you're an old friend, um, welcome back. Hi there. I already know you're all subscribed and good to go. But would you do me a quick favor? Hop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and written review. I would be incredibly grateful for that. Now, I used to feel like all weird and awkward about asking you to do this, but then I listened to Oprah's podcast and even she asks her listeners to do it. In the podcast world, those subscribes and ratings and reviews really, really help us. So thank you in advance. You are the best. Finally, if something stands out to you in this episode, find me on Instagram at The Refined Woman or my podcast specific account at The Refined Collective and send me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. All right. Last week I talked on the podcast for the first time ever about masturbation. So this is part two of the conversation around masturbation. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're just coming on the podcast this week. And don't worry, like you're fine. Just go ahead and pause and listen to last week's episode. Part one is masturbation is sin so that you can get all caught up and not be in the middle of the conversation here and lost. So go ahead, listen to that if you haven't. And if you have, welcome back. I'm so excited to continue this conversation with you. A quick recap on last week's episode. I went through my own personal story growing up, what I learned at home at school, in the church, in culture, through my friends, about masturbation, and how I came to the beliefs I held for a very long time about masturbation. I walk you through how to navigate how you got to your current beliefs around masturbation by determining what the sexual scripts were that you grew up with. Then we talked about the power of the orgasm and what happens with the dopamine and oxytocin that are re- released into our bodies when we orgasm, what happens neurologically, what happens emotionally, spiritually, all the things. And finally, I unpacked for you C.S. Lewis's famous, basically like his anti-masturbation manifesto passage, the harem within. All right, so today we're going to pick off right where we left off. I will be walking you through and answering a lot of questions, including, is masturbation a sin? And what does the Bible really have to say about it? So yeah, we have a lot to cover. So let's go ahead and get to it. Let's ask the question, is masturbation a sin? My honest to God answer is yes, no, maybe. <laughs> like I wish I could say it's 100% wrong all the time and you should not ever do that. Or it'd be a lot easier if I could say, you know what? No, masturbation is not a sin ever and do what what you want. And God created you as a sexual being and so masturbate to your heart's desire. I just, I can't say that in integrity because I, what I always go back to and what I think scripture goes back to and what God goes back to is our heart. Like scripture and Old Testament and New Testament, you know, constantly says man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. What is your heart? So let's go back through these Lewis questions. Now, Lewis says masturbation is bad because it makes, pleasure the number one priority and it ends on self and there's no iron sharpening iron and you are always in fantasy land now i think those are real things that can happen in masturbation but does it always have to be that way is it possible to touch myself and explore my body and experience pleasure and stay connected to myself and God and others? Is it possible to masturbate and not make my pleasure the top priority, not end on self, not just be surrounded by yes-men internally or stuck in the prison of fantasy land? I think it is possible. I think it is possible to masturbate and stay connected to yourself and God and others, stay connected to your values, and here is why. All the way from Genesis to Revelation, there's this rhythm we see of death to life, brokenness to restoration, renewal and redemption. Clearly, there is some real brokenness when it comes to sexuality, to sexual desire, even to masturbation. But if Jesus came to make all things new, is it possible that he could have a redemptive vision for masturbation as well? One of my pastors says that brokenness is the beginning of the gospel. There's a lot of brokenness when it comes to this stuff, but does that mean we throw the whole thing away? Or does that mean we say, Jesus, do you have a vision for it? What What do you think about masturbation, God? Just because there is brokenness in it, does that mean how it always has to be? When I look at Scripture, really the two main verses that I can really find where we can kind of take the principles of it to masturbation is First Corinthians 6, 12 and 13, and then again in ten twenty three. So Paul says it twice. Everything is lawful, but not everything is beneficial. And again, he's like, if you didn't hear me the first time, let me say it again. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So yeah, Paul wasn't specifically talking about masturbation here. And maybe you could say you're just looking to justify masturbation, I can honestly say from my heart, like that is not my heart's intention. There just really is no texts that talk specifically about masturbation. There are texts that talk about lust. So being in fantasy land, looking at another's partner, conjuring up visions of someone else who is not your spouse to be aroused, to uh, masturbate to, I would say that is where I would say masturbation is a sin. Am I getting stuck in fantasy land? Am I using pornography? Am I Conjuring up visions of someone who is not my spouse to get off to. Well, then, yeah, that to me is like a clear no. But does masturbation have to be used with pornography? No. Does masturbation have to be used with uh, being in fantasy? No, it doesn't. So I think that's why this text of in 1 Corinthians 6 and 10 is actually really helpful because then it like, Paul's kind of putting it in your court. He's saying, what's your heart? Like, is this a win for you or not? You know, it's kind of like we talk about alcohol. Like I, I'm from the South. So alcohol was the sin, was a sin in church. And you know what? Alcohol! is not going to be a win for everyone. There's addiction in my family and so for alcohol for me I really had to ask myself is this going to be a win for me? Now just because it is going to be an addiction for some people doesn't mean it's going to be an addiction for all people. So do we have space for some people to drink alcohol and some people to choose not to drink alcohol? I would hope so. And also to be kind to our brothers and sisters. So if I am with a friend who is an alcoholic and is really struggling, am I going to to go to a bar with them and slam back a couple drinks. No, that wouldn't be kind. Again, everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. This is where wisdom comes in. This is where discernment comes in. This is where nuance comes in. So considering this, how can we decide if masturbation is a win for us or something that could be a good thing to move forward in. So I just want to talk about a few ways that I personally think masturbation can be positive in our lives. Number one, pleasure. Now, God is actually for our pleasure. God's not anti-pleasure and not anti-self-pleasure. How do I know this? through things like God creating taste buds. God did not have to create my taste buds to enjoy a brownie sunday or a nice glass of wine, but he did. And that right there shows me that like God loves my pleasure and God loves me tasting things and seeing that they are good so ultimately that I can taste and see that God is good. I know that God is for my pleasure when I experience a beautiful sunset with my eyes or hear beautiful music. I know that God is for our pleasure when I found out that the only purpose of the female clitoris is pleasure. Like some people say, you know, God is only for sex with procreation. Well, actually, no, that's not true because then God would not have created the clitoris and the woman because the only purpose of it is pleasure. So I think masturbation can be a way to experience self-pleasure in a way that can actually be healthy, healthy self-pleasure. Now, with back to my taste buds, if I have one brownie, yum, that's yummy. Now, if I eat 20 brownies in one day, is that going to be good? No, discernment wisdom. Just because I have the potential of eating 20 brownies in one day doesn't mean I should never have a brownie. It means let's use wisdom. Let's use discernment in that experience. Number two, I think learning to explore our bodies can give us a really healthy way to practice healthy consent. Consent in sexual encounters, whether it's a hug or sex, and learning how to verbalize what it is that I do and do not want. So, masturbation is a can be a really good and healthy way to know my body. Know, hey. This is what feels good. Oh, actually, and this does not feel good. And it's so important to have the ability to communicate what we do and do not want and any sexual experiences, however big and small. For far too long, women have been taught to be agreeable, to be silent, to just do what the guy wants, to, you know, be these quiet, meek women and I do not think that that is God's heart for us so I think learning how to practice verbal I can't verbalize what I do or do not want if I don't know what I do or do not want so masturbation can be a way to know your body and know it feels good number three I think masturbation can create an atmosphere of mutual honor and acceptance now what do I mean by that So we put on other people a 10th of what we put on ourselves. Like if I am a judgmental person and angry and judgmental towards other people, it's only because I am judging myself 10 times more harshly. Have you ever met someone who you're like, wow, that person is judgmental and angry? Well, let me tell you, friend, you only experience a tiny bit of what they're putting on themselves. So if I judge, shame, dismiss think my own sexual desire and pleasure and arousal is gross, icky, yucky. If I don't accept my own sexual desire, there is actually no way that I can accept and honor my partner's desire. So I think actually one way to really set myself up for a mutually honoring marriage one day is to first honor and accept and value my own sexual desire and connection. Number four, I think masturbation can be a place of connection and innocence. Now, this might seem like a weird foreign concept to you, but stay with me. So, how can masturbation be a place that can connect me to God? Well, Mark 12, 29 through 30 says, Love the Lord your God with all your height, with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. It's the verse, it's the verses that Jesus takes from the Old Testament called the Shema. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that means all of the experiences that I do or do not have in my life can be experiences that connect me to God. Like I want to love the, uh, love God in all areas of my life. It's not like, oh, you can honor and worship God in your work, at church, in your friendships, but not in the bedroom. No. Like, God wants to be a part of all of it. So, is there a way that when I connect with myself personally, with my body, that I can also invite God into that experience as well? I think yes, 100%. Now, when I also talk about connection and innocence, the invitation of Jesus in Matthew 18 is to be like little children, like have that faith like a child, right? And the reality is that little children masturbate all the time, innocently. (laughs) Like, like I, when I was a little kid and felt the water jet in the hot tub, and there was just this innocence of, ooh, like, whoa, what's that? That feels good. If we can masturbate as children in innocence, then how is it not possible that we could also do that as adults? Can we not get back to innocence and our sexual desires as well? Number five, I think that masturbation can be a practice of being present. So I love how Dr. Celeste Holbrook, who is a Christian sexologist, talks about sensuality. If you don't know who she is, she's incredible. She's become a dear friend and she was on the podcast. We'll link it in the show notes. She was on the episode called Painful Sex and Debunking Shame Narratives. It's something along those lines, but we'll link it in the show notes. She talks about sensuality and sensuality is this weird word that people are like, ooh, it's just, you know, sensual. It's just so sexy. But actually, sensual sensuality is just the practice of being present. If anything, as a generation, we are a distracted people. We are at dinner and we are scrolling Instagram and checking our email and looking around and seeing if there's any cute single guys around. I love how Holbrook puts it. She says toddlers are some of the most sensual beings you'll ever meet because toddlers are experiencing things for the first time. Like, have you ever seen a child discover their hands for the first time? And it's like, they almost look like they're like, they're just entranced. They're like, oh my gosh, my hand. And, you know, anything else could be happening around them and all they're focusing on is looking at their hand or they discover grass for the first time and they're touching it and probably putting it in their mouth and poking around it. That toddler is being sensual. That toddler is connecting with its senses. Y'all, I know you hear me talking about Patreon almost every single week, and you know what? Sorry, not sorry. Y'all, the Patreon community is literally what keeps the doors open at the Refine Collective Podcast. So for every single person who is in our Patreon community, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for financially supporting what I'm up to, helping keep our quote-unquote lights on podcast edited, and all the things. Otherwise, you guys would be hearing me ramble a lot more than I already do. So I want to take a minute and thank our newest Patreon members this month. Rihanna D, Cindy C, Chris K, Mary E, Mallory S, Marina M, and Nicole M. Thank you guys so much for using your hard-earned money to support this project of mine that I am so incredibly passionate about. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to join our Patreon community or check out and see what it's all about, just go to patreon.com slash the refined collective. Being present is so important in our human existence. I think this is why practicing or having an experience of self-pleasure and masturbation can be a real positive. Now, in that, what I do want to say is that, and maybe this goes another place in the conversation, but this is what's coming up for me and I feel like I need to share it here, is I think there's a real myth that porn and masturbation are mutually exclusive. I hear this more when I talk to men about masturbation. Like It's just like, oh, there's not one without the other. And so that would kind of go back to Lewis's uh, perception of fantasy land, like you can only masturbate if you're going into fantasy land. Well, actually, that's not true. You can masturbate and never use porn in your whole life. You can do that. You can choose to do that. Um, so I think what that means is choosing to be fully present in the experience, choosing to stay present, not fantasizing, inviting God into that space with you and choosing to be present. I know I might sound a little bit like a broken record there. Finally, I think that masturbation can really remove fear and shame around our body, around ourself, and around sexual desire. Again, at the very beginning of this whole conversation, I said, I think it's super important that we normalize a healthy conversation around sex. God did not create our bodies to be shameful. (laughs) Like, I felt so shut down to my sexual desire for so long because when I became a Christian, I quote, I learned that my body was shameful, that as a woman, I needed to hide my body because it was a source of temptation for men. Now, that's a whole other conversation. But I think learning how to experience our bodies and our sexual desire in a way that is healthy without fear or shame is a good thing. So finally, questions to ask yourself in regards to masturbation. And is masturbation something I want to do? Is this something that would be a win for me? Is this something that's permissible but beneficial? Or maybe it's permissible but not beneficial for me. So first, I would ask yourself, first, all of these things take honesty We have to be honest and transparent with ourselves, okay? And we have to also be really honest and transparent with people that we really trust, whether that's a small group, whether that's a mentor, whether that's a therapist, whether it's a pastor. Find people that you trust to navigate this conversation. For far too long, I navigated this conversation in isolation because I felt so embarrassed about it. It wasn't until I started going on this journey of seven years ago of figuring out, what do I believe about sex and desire and all this stuff and really asking these questions out loud that first I realized the reason why this is shameful is because shame thrives in darkness. Shame loses its power when we bring it to light. And so we have to have these conversations in the light. So questions to ask yourself, am I addicted to porn? I personally would say if you are addicted to porn, first of all, there is zero shame. I'm not here to shame you about that. I would say that God has something better for you and that there is hope to become free of that addiction. And so I would say perhaps masturbation for a person addicted to porn would probably be like a drunk living at a bar. It wouldn't be a win for you in this moment in your life. Now, there's great resources out there. Um, Felicia Masonheimer, who is on my podcast, um, it's the episode called Who Should I Date?, we will link it in the show notes. She has a free seven-day resource guide email sent to you via email that I'll link in the show notes for someone who is struggling with pornography. And she has a ton of resources for women who are walking that journey. I will say this um, along those lines. Sometimes our sexuality can be and our sexual desire and arousal can be activated by abuse. And that is wrong. And if you have experienced sexual abuse, I just want to say first and foremost that I am so sorry. It was not your fault. It is never your fault. And in that, like when we are children and that sexuality is activated in us too early, like that, that is something to process through. And if that is something that you have never processed through or allowed yourself to process through, I just want you to say, I just want to say that you have the permission to process that and that your sexuality is not tainted by that or marred or scarred by that. And that, um, I just, I just want you to know that I see you. Um, okay. Number two ask yourself, why am I feeling turned on right now? Why do I want to masturbate right now? Is it because I watched just watched porn? Is it because I was just watching Fifty Shades of Grey? Or you know, movies with like a super intense sex scenes and I'm like, whoo, now I want to. You don't have to be watching porn to be watching things that are getting you aroused to make you want to fantasize. Or is it just a normal Wednesday afternoon and you're feeling turned on and you're like, I want this release right now? Number three. What am I really looking for in this moment? I think the why is so important. And I think this is why God always is concerned about our hearts and not just behavior modification. We can do this with anything. Why am I going on Instagram right now? Why am I eating this piece of cake right now? Why am I going to work out right now? Am I looking for connection? Am I looking for intimacy? Or is it I really just want a cupcake right now? Or is it I really just want to feel this physical release what are you really looking for in this moment? And is what you're doing to fulfill that really going to fulfill that? Number four, how can I honor myself, God, and my future in this moment? This kind of goes along with my final question to ask yourself, but just ask yourself that. How can I honor myself, God, and my future in this moment? Is it possible that I could masturbate and that could honor myself, God, and my future in this moment? Yeah. Is it possible that um, that will not honor myself, God, and my future in this moment? Yes. You can. Only you really can answer that question. Next. If shame weren't a part of this conversation, how would you be showing up? (laughs) Shame and fear is not the heart of God. It's just not. Ephesians 3 from the Apostle Paul invites us to be rooted and grounded in love, not fear. So what is the root of of what you do or do not believe about masturbation? Is it shame and fear? Then let's challenge that because the invitation of Jesus is to be rooted and grounded in love. Jesus came for to give us an abundant life. 2 Timothy 1, seven also says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So if fear and shame weren't a part of this conversation, how would you show up? And maybe you don't know the answer to that question and that's okay. You don't have to necessarily know the answer to that question right now. You can ask, you can get curious though, and you can start journaling about it. You can start having conversations about it. So finally, I want to reiterate this again. Is it possible to masturbate and stay present and not fantasize? Yes, I believe it is. Is it possible to remain in healthy community with myself, God, and others and masturbate? I believe, I believe so. Is it possible to experience self-pleasure and remain outward focus? Yes, I believe so. I want you to navigate, my hope for you is that you would navigate this conversation with a lot of grace In every other area of our life. We're willing to fumble, but sexually we're so terrified of messing up. It's like one strike and you're out and you're sent to the pit of hell and that's just not how God works. Salvation is grace alone, Jesus alone. It's called solo Christo. Christ alone, our hope is found. When we are navigating a conversation of growth around, let's say, gossip. Let's say I struggle with gossip. I don't wonder if I'm a Christian or not, if I struggle with gossip or if I'm like, oh, I really want to work on this. And then I'm gossiping the next day. We give ourselves grace and we give ourselves also accountability. I wonder what it would look like in our sexuality and with our sexual desire if we started giving ourselves the permission to fumble our way forward, because there's nothing linear about growth. There is nothing linear about growth. Growth is like two steps forward, two steps back, one step sideways, maybe three hops in the middle. <laughs> Instead of a linear line, it's more like a bunch of scribble scrabble on a page, slowly moving the needle forward. So can we have the courage to navigate our sexual desire and be willing to fumble our way through it? I, I would hope so. And finally, the last question that I have for you, and this is something that John Tyson says a lot. Pastor John Tyson here in New York City at Church of the City, New York says, Who am I becoming? Everything that we do or do not do, every single one of our actions, words, and choices are propelling us towards something. Who are you becoming? What are the patterns in your lives leading you towards? Is masturbation leading you into porn and erotica? Is it isolating you from community? Is it keeping you from a relationship to others? Is it distracting you from everyday activities? Can you not g- work, go out, sleep without it? Is it keeping you in fantasy land versus real life? Then that's a problem and that's okay. You're allowed to get help for that. But ultimately, I think the question is who am I becoming? All right. I know I've talked a lot at you. Maybe we'll even divide this episode into two different episodes. But ultimately, the question is masturbation is sin? Yes, no, maybe. Where is your heart? God cares about your heart. Everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. What's going to be beneficial for you? Maybe you don't know that answer right away, and that's okay you have the permission to go on a journey, to be on a journey. I personally have masturbated in all three of those scenarios when it has felt honoring to myself and God, where it has not felt honoring and other times where I'm just not sure. And okay, that that's happened. That's where I'm at. There's no shame in that. I think we really have to give ourselves the permission to search our heart, to explore, to ask questions, to seek God's heart. And if fear is a part of the conversation, let's find where those seeds of fear are and r- rip them from the root so that we can navigate this with wholeness, with freedom, with what scripture says, a sound mind rooted and grounded in love. All right. If you are listening to this episode and you're like, oh, my gosh, uh, I, I want more. Um, well, I would love to give you some resources. Number one, I have a course on my website. If you go to therefinedwoman.com slash shop, you will see it. It's called How to Embrace My Sexuality When I'm Not Having Sex. It's a mini course that I offer. And in it, I have a whole, a whole module that goes deeper into masturbation. I also offer one-on-one coaching where we can have more of a nuanced conversation with what you're personally going through, and I can answer more nuanced questions for you. We'll link to that in the show notes. Also, if you are struggling with pornography and an addiction and or an addiction to masturbation, Felicia Masonheimer is a friend and theologian who has a seven-day free content Sent to your email inbox. Sorry, I'm kind of fumbling my way through that. And um, you can sign up for that. That will be in the notes. And here are some books to dig into. Now, caveat here is I may not agree with every single thing and every single point or every single theological stance that one of these authors believes, but I do think that there's good content in all of these that have really helped me. Number one, Redeeming Sex by Deborah Hirsch. Number two, the book Mingling of the Souls by Matt Chandler. Number three, the book Sex God by Rob Bell. And number four, Theology of the Body, which is originally by Pope John Paul II, but a guy named Christopher West made it like more of like a Cliff Notes version, a little bit more accessible. All of those books have been really helpful for me. Actually, there's probably 50 more, but why don't you just start there? And finally, if you want to know more of what I think about sexuality, desire, all of that stuff, I'm actually writing a book. It's called Sexless in the City. It will drop in April 2021, which I know seems like a long way off but it's really going to be here before we know it. And so if you want to be like up to date and you want to just get a ton of free resources and content in your email inbox, you can go to bit.ly slash trwdatingtips to get a free resource guide I have called six tips to activate your Dating life. And then you will be on my weekly email list and um, I will be sending you all sorts of fun updates. All right. That's what I, that's what I have for you today, guys. I, my heart and my hope and my prayer is that this is helpful for you. Um, If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. If you are new here, maybe you've listened for a long time and there's topics, questions, comments, concerns that you have about what we're up to. Follow us on Instagram, The Refined Woman. Send me a DM and I will get back to you and let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you want to talk about. And I would love to make that happen for you. Have such a fabulous day. (laughs) Bye.